Okay, talk today's daf is daf chof tes in kedushas. We learned for fortune for Lozer ben Rum and Yosef Zvi ben Chaim Michal. Right at the Gemara, we learned the Mishnah yesterday about the mitzvahs of a son on the father and the father on the son. And we learned, of course, the mitzvah say Shesman Grama. Those mitzvahs are only for men, not for women. Mitzvah Losa say applies to everybody, or mitzvah say Shaloas Man Grama generally apply to everybody. Mitzvah Losa say apply to anybody except for the three exceptions mentioned at the end of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. What do we mean, mitzvahs of the son on the father? Are we talking about mitzvahs that a son has to do for his father, things that he has to do? No, shimturus or women plot from that? That's not the case. For the time we learn, ish. ish. We would only say man. So we say a man, not a woman. Ish, how do we know the woman is also included? Mitzvahs keep it up, aim, and yira, etc. Shuomer, ish, imo, of tira'u. Tira'u is plural. You. Who is you referring to? Arikan Shaim, two people referring to men and women. Both boys and girls are are in Kibbutz Aim and in Yira. Amr in fearing their father, not sitting in a seat, not contradicting them, etc. So what does it mean? So wherefore, what does it mean? You can't say the comments that Ben Av mean, what are mitzvahs that a son has to do for his father? Because uh, that uh, sounds like only a son, not a girl. Only the boys, not the, not the girls. So what do you mean? If you mean mitzvahs that a son has to do for his father, how do you say Nashim or Taurus? And that's when she says, Come and Saben Alava, Nashim Chayavu, Nashim Taurus. Women are in part of Keep It Up, Aim. Or maybe Rachikam, Mitzaben Amitosalat. Mitzvahs that the son must be performed on, that the, the, father, the father has to perform these mitzvahs for his son. Come and Saben, mitzvahs that are Mitosalat, meaning a mitzvah that the son has to do, has to perform or learn, uh, but that are responsible, that the responsibility lies on the father to do it for him. Then and those are Nashim Chayim Roshim. In other words, only the father is Mechuyiv, not the mother. Okay, and it's mitzvahs that, that a father has to do for a son. Only a father is responsible, not the mother. We'll see about this. What does this mean? Tanina, this Mishnah is a proof to Lahadatarabban. This this we described in the in the Brisa. Notice the Mishnah that we're referring to here. They call Mitzvah Ben Alav that a father has to do for a son is a reference to the Brisa. Uh, that expands on it. It says, Father is responsible to mal his son, to circumcise his son. The responsibility is on the father, not the mother. We'll talk in detail about that. If he is the firstborn, uh, firstborn of, of uh, breaking the womb of the mother, all right? He has to marry him off. He has to you know, teach your son to get married. To teach him a craft. Even to teach him to swim. One day he might be on a boat, the boat capsizes, and if he's not able to swim, he'll drown. If you don't teach your son a crap, you're teaching him to steal, to be a robber. Are you really teaching him robbery? I mean, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, you know, enlist him in the mafia. So what does he mean? Why are you teaching robbery? If you don't teach him a craft, the only thing he's going to be able to do is steal. So therefore, teach him something by which he can make a living. That's what the mission says. So the mission means to say that a father is to teach his son these various things. Now we're going to analyze him. Lamulo, you know, how do we know that a father is responsible to circumcision? Yes, we did it by by Sipora later on. Sometimes a woman does do it, but she doesn't have the mitzvah to do it. He did it. And if his father didn't, circumcise him for whatever reason, his father wasn't around, was dead, didn't do it, whatever, then Bezdin, the Bezdin, the local Jewish Bezdin is responsible for him, the local Jewish community is responsible to do it, the Bezdin, to you, to the speaking to the Bezdin, 
to Bnei Yisrael, you have to make sure that all your males are circumcised. Bezin didn't do it. Person has to do it himself. We find many Russians who came here in recent years who weren't uh, circumcised. They had the responsibility to take care of it themselves if their father didn't do it. Any uncircumcised male that doesn't circumcise himself, he will be cut off. He will be punished with karas. So you see his responsibility out of the person himself. How do we know that she's not mechuyev to that the wife, that the mother is not responsible to mal the son to circumcise the son? Him, not her. Shem commanded the father, not the mother. Ashka miyad. Okay, that was at that time. At that time, miyad that we found right away. At that time, meaning at that time, at the time of Avram, there the command was the Doris Manolan. How do we know that these things apply? For generations as well, right? Says the um, how, how do we know that uh, that uh, it was said to Avram? How do we know these things apply to the, uh, to later generations too? That it's on the father, not the mother, etc. Whenever it says a command, Sav is always a reference to something do it immediately and for all time for generations. Zeros, zeros means it's zeros. It means it's an enthusiastic. It's supposed to do with diligence and enthusiasm. Um, that means for for all, for all words. How do we know that Sav means miyad right away at that time and also for generations? and strengthen him and encourage him. Miyad. That's 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 telling him Yeshua. Yeshua told him at that point. Savas Yeshua. That means right away miyad. Uladoras. How do we know it means for generations? We find the word siva when it talks about for all time. So whenever it says sav, it means both at that time and for all time. Liftoso, how do we know that a father has to do pidyan aben or some You should you should redeem from the kohen all the firstborn of your sons. If he didn't, if his father didn't didn't uh, redeem him, if he's let's say for Fresis, for for whatever reason. His father's redemption with the coin did not take either. The father didn't do it. He didn't have a father, or it turns out that the coin was not a coin. That's happened also on occasion. Uh, then he did his take care of himself. It says, double on the low How do we know that she's not responsible to uh, to uh, redeem her son? Don't forget, this is a mitzvah say, Shaloazman grama, right? The minimum was 30 days, right? But it doesn't have to be exactly at a certain time uh, during the day or at night or at a certain day. If you could do it any time afterwards, so it's a mitzvah say shalos on grama. So maybe a woman is responsible to do it for her son. How do we know she's not? It says tifdeh. It says but it could be read as tifdeh. If somebody has to redeem themselves, if their father didn't do it, mitzuba liftos He has to do some. He has he's mitzuba to redeem others, meaning the children. If if somebody is not responsible to be for themselves, like the woman, as we'll see why in a minute, it's not mitzvah. How do we know she's not responsible? We understand she doesn't get circumcised, right? Because she doesn't have she doesn't have something to circumcise. Although they do they do this in certain terrible uh, societies, they go inside and they uh, they circumcise women. But basically, women is only uh, the circumcision is only on the male. Uh, but as far as Redeeming, maybe she should be redeemed too. Beim and all the b'chad, we have to redeem himself. The sivah says, "Tifde again, tifde." Kol shechem etzubim let those so. If somebody else be poted them, 
and Mitsubalatasik but in themselves. Then the commander, since nobody has nobody's responsibility part of them, then they're not Musab to be part of themselves. And as it goes together. How do we know nobody else has to redeem her, the daughter? So since since your daughter, since nobody has to redeem you, uh, you, your daughter, you the girl doesn't have to be redeemed by anybody else, therefore she's also not responsible to redeem herself because he could read the Pasik as Tifta. As she, because he could read the pasuk as tifta, she should be redeemed, right? Tifta, tifta means you should redeem them. It could also mean tifta that she should be redeemed. It could also mean tifade redeem themselves that she should wind up being redeemed. So we say that no, uh, it's only it's only only your sons, and if it's only your sons, whoever is not responsible to be to you, you're not responsible to be to yourself. But if you weren't, if you if your father didn't do it, you have to do it yourself. Who lift us a brother? Let's say. A man uh, was never redeemed by a coin. There was no coin around. He didn't have a father. He didn't have the money, whatever it was. Who lift those of Let's say a man has two things in front of him. He has he, he has to be put himself and he's put his son. Presumably we mean he only had enough money for one of them. Who does he take? What's the priority? If you put it yourself, you were firstborn to your mother, right? Firstborn to your mother. We'll see. It's not first. It goes by the mother. The father is redeemed, but it's a firstborn to the mother. And it's a firstborn to... Uh, not, not necessarily to the father. The father might have many firstborn sons from different wives. Those according to the Petarechem has to be the first of the womb. Let's say he has in front of him, he has to be put himself, he has to put his son. Brothers, who come about? He comes first, says the Tanakama. Put himself first. And we'll see why in a second. Rebuter says, no, if you have a choice of you, your son, you should do your son first. Why? Because the mitzvah for you was really on your father. You were supposed to do it if you don't do it, but your father has an obligation to do it. That's really the main the main obligation on on you was on your father. But your son, the main obligation is on you. So your main obligation should be for your son first. So we have machlokas here. If you have a choice of you or your son, and, and for some whatever reason you can't do both, as we'll see. So who do you do first? The Tanakama says you should come first, or Peter says your son should come first. I'm everybody agrees If all you have is five dollars or five sellers, five shekels, whatever it takes to redeem a, to redeem a person, who cut him of no? Right? Everybody agrees that if all you have is five dollars, you should do it yourself first. My time, a mitzvah, a mitzvah on your own person comes first. You've got to take care of yourself before you take care of anybody. Right? Just like, you know, when the plane's going down and the oxygen first, put the oxygen on your, yourself, and then you're said, you've got to take care of yourself first. Keep pleading. Of course, it's not the same as a mitzvah. Let's say he has five dollars handy, but he has five dollars, which is mortgage to somebody else. Somebody else has got to lean the money to somebody else. Somebody else got to lean on that money. So what is it? Listen to this good story. A loan that's in the Torah, it's as if it's written in the star. Meaning, as soon as you're born, there's an obligation. Yeah, there's an obligation to uh, for five dollars, right? That your father has the other five dollars now, uh, or or on you. So so therefore, therefore, that if you say these five, you have five dollars, which is mortgage with somebody else, but there's a prior mortgage, mortgage for you yourself, your body. As soon as you're born, you have that mortgage. That five dollars out of your pot goes to the Kohen. That has a prior lien. So therefore, I'll tell you what you do. Yeah, normally yours comes first before your son, but I'll tell you what, you got five dollars handy for that. You're part of your son. Ah, you say. Uh, you know, isn't that cheating? That because uh, 
uh, they're going to come after the lekuk, but it's a mitzvah of mitzvah to do it. Therefore, milva the milva that's written on you yourself that you owe the five dollars to the kohen, that obligation took place at birth. So the five dollars that you have, which is mortgaged with somebody else right now, came later. That's a later lien. So so the money that you have handy, be part of your son. Then you owe you owe the coin another five dollars for yourself. Yeah, well, somebody else has a lien on that money, but the coin had a prior lien because as soon as you were born, all the kohanim had a, had a, had a, a lien on, on five dollars of your money. So if you owe five dollars to somebody else, that lien took place later. That's the second mortgage. Yeah, we're talking only about a before, of course. Only if you're both before, of course, of course. But if you're before and your son's a before, yeah, obviously it's not no issue. Yeah, that's not really true because the colony have a lien on the boy, not on the money. Right, right. So it's the really boy or the money. Right, right. Well, they have a lien. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. They could take the kid. Right, you're right. It's a good point. But they have the uh, yeah, yeah, uh, right, yeah. Right, it's just like, okay, touch this because they're right. So it's a good point. They have a lien on the boy or or on the money, or on the money to be part of the boy, but they have some sort of a lien. They could say either this or that. It's their choice. So, that's how you should do it. In other words, therefore, the, therefore, Rabbi says, everybody agrees if you only have $5, you should do it yourself, that part of yourself first. But if you really have 10, five handy and five that's, uh, that's uh, mortgaged, with the five that are handy, be poe to your son. You have a mitzvah to do it. It's not really cheating because you owe the money. You, know, you have a mitzvah over here. Uh, and, and with the other, the five that are meshubah, the five that are lean, the coin will come and take that. The coin will take that to be poe to you. That's the idea. This loan that's written in the Torah, that you owe $5 to the coin, either $5 is padot. There's a mitzvah. You're right, he can take him, but it says it's a mitzvah to be poe to him. That 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 pedism, it says probably, yeah, you can take you what do you like? Like the coin always says, so you want the five dollars or you want me to take the five dollars or take your son, right? But which one do you want? But the point is there's a mitzvah to be poted. So that mitzvah is like a lien. The Bernard say mitzvah to silver rice is not superstar. It's not like a real lien. You have an obligation, it's a mitzvah, it's not a lien. The hilkach mitzvah to go for therefore you only have five dollars handy, and therefore pay be poted yourself, and uh, therefore. The five dollars that are that are um, lean to somebody else that's, that somebody else has a mortgage on you can't take that money. The coin can't take that money, and therefore, the son will remain un unredeemed until he comes up with some more money or whatever till later on in life. Lift this one of the Let's say you have a choice. Uh, you can either spend five dollars on a ticket to Yerushalayim for the regal to come up to the come up to for Yantif, or you can be part of son. Which one? You should put it yourself first, and then all the regular. If you don't know, all the regular, you should go all the regular. regular. If you if you miss Yantif, you know you're not going to be able to go. You know you missed it. That's a that's a mitzvah, a passing mitzvah. Pedias uh, being part of your son, you could always do it later. Do it after Yantif. But if you miss, if you if you spend the five dollars on being part of your son, you'll miss Ali uh, Al You can't make that up. So Mishlam Rabbiuda could have come in time. Rabbiuda give his reason. He says because it's a mitzvah veris. Ella Rabbanan. My, my, what's the reason why the Rabbanan say that what Rabbanan say that what you should be po to your son first and then be olo the regal, meaning you might miss the regal. That's what it says at the end of um, at the end of, of um, what is it? Bo, at the end of bow, right? 
No, it's, it's later on. At the end, later on in Shmuel, right? Then it's There's another pasuk Kadashli. It's also mentioned there. It says Kovach It says first. It says specifically. It says be part of your son, and then don't appear empty-handed and uh, the regal. Let's say he had five sons from five different wives, and they were all firstborn to the wife. They were all peterechem. All the bechors. Of all your sons, so of course it's peterechem. It's obvious if you had five wives and they each had a firstborn son, if it's the first of your strength, meaning your your first, the husband's firstborn, afkan even though. It has to be peterechem, but it also must be, maybe it's two requirements. It has to be peterechem, and also must be her firstborn and his firstborn. Kamashmona, we don't say that. The Lambda Torah. We said that a, a man has to teach his son Torah. Again, that obligation is on the man, not on the woman. You must teach your sons. Okay. How do we see it from that? Pasik says, right? Pasik says, okay, teach your sons. That's how you know you can teach your son's Torah. That's the push job. <laughs> and now, how do you have to teach your son? His father didn't teach him. He has to learn himself. This is a different Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in back before the Sarasadibras in Vazchanan. So one Pasuk is which we know is in Vayim Shemot, which is at the end of Akev. And then we have Ulamatam from Vazchanan. It says, well, Ulamatam, teach them. And Ulamatam, you must teach. Imenon de lo how do we know that she's not mechuyiv to teach her sons? How do we know that she's not mechuyiv to teach her son Torah? We put both of these things together. You must teach and you must learn. If you're mitzvah, if you're commanded to learn, mitzvah you have to teach. If you're not commanded to teach, you're not mitzvah, you're not commanded to learn. How do we know she's not mechuyiv to learn herself? How do we know she's not supposed to learn herself? Maybe she said, it says, again, just like we had before in Amaral, you learn both ways. Somebody else to teach him, meaning the boys, right? If somebody else is commanded to teach you, your father's commanded to teach you Torah, you're also commanded to learn yourself. If somebody else is not to teach you, how do we know Rabbi's Mukhiv to teach the girls? It says, So therefore, since women are not, you're not Mukhiv to teach your daughter's Torah, obviously you're Mukhiv to teach them basic Torah, but maybe you're not Mukhiv to teach them the, the, the Drushas and Chazal and, and Talmud, etc. In any case, we're not going to go into that now. Today, today women learn almost as much as men or could. could. So, but it's uh, the mitzvah is So, since you're not to teach your sons, and therefore your daughters, you're not to teach your daughters, they're also not to learn themselves, as we see them. Let's say you have a choice. Either you can learn yourself or your son, you could send your son. You don't have enough money for both, for both you to sit and learn and your sons to sit and learn. So, who kind of, he comes first. You should learn yourself and not your son. If his son is enthusiastic, is diligent, he's salted, meaning you can tell he learns well with Tamudu, he retains his learning. His son should come first. If he doesn't have enough money, the son of Here again, you see another example of how the son of 
the grandson was named after the grandfather. So this Rabbi Yaakov was sent by his father, Rabbi to learn in Abayi's yeshiva. He also, when the son came home for Ben Azmanim, he said that he didn't learn that well. It wasn't such a good Amale, I know I can learn better than you. Tova, you stay home and watch the store. The Hazelana, I will go and learn. You stay home now and I'll go to the yeshiva. Shama Abayi the Kohave Osi. Abayi heard that Rizravach Abayaka was coming to the yeshiva. Aveo Mazik Be'rabonim. There was a Be'rabonim Abayi. There was a demon in the base manager of Abayi. The Chavim Ayle Trey. Whenever two people come in, it was common that the demons attack, you know, uh, attacked in uh, even numbers. So they said, you know, don't do the even numbers or Dafka do the even numbers. Here he says, the Chavim Ayle Betray, when two people coming together, I feel them even during the daytime. Amiska, they would be injured. Now, there's this terrible demon injured people even they came when they came in two at a time, even during the day. Amalu, the lace of lay inish ushbiza. So Baya said, Listen, I hear Achibiakov is coming. Nobody should let him stay. Nobody should let him board in their houses, in their homes, so that so that uh, this Ravacha will be forced to sleep in the base medrash. And because of his great schus, maybe uh, he'll take care of the demon. So nobody should give him any boarding. Uh, maybe in her milk, whatever. Oh, so Ravacha Bayakov Taka came there. Boss, Bahu Bayakov. He slept Taka in the in the base matters. <laughs> he saw the demon. It appeared to him like a dragon with seven heads. And every time he prayed that the demon shouldn't hurt him, every time he bowed down in prayer, one head, one head fell off. <laughs> and till finally the demon was destroyed. He told me the next day, and it not happened a miracle. You put me in danger by feeding this. But that was the story. So, but you see here that <laughs> the father saw that his son wasn't learning so well, he took his place in the yeshiva. Let's say he only has enough money or enough or wherewithal to, or for not even in Merva, the question of the son himself. You have a choice. Should you go to the yeshiva or should you get married? Which of the two? What's it's always the debate. Should you get married first or should you learn first? Yomatari should first learn Isha, learn to her first. Why? Because if you get married first, the obligations of the home will prevent your good learning. If he has here hurim and he has a terrible and he's got a strong desire to get married, a physical desire, if it's impossible, you see, she get married first. It depends on the person. Should first get married first. Some some rabbis have said of oh, is better to get married first, so you won't have tithes for other women. He won't run after women. He'll have he'll be settled at home and then learn Torah. If there's a millstone around his neck and he's going to be able to learn Torah, nothing does he have the obligations of maintaining a household? How's he going to have a good a mind to learn? So Rashi explains like this: one is for us, one is for them. For us who live in Babel, who learn Torah in Eretz Israel, so we get married, leave our wives at home in Babel, and we learn Torah. So when we learn Torah, we don't have to worry about the household back in Babel. So we should get married first. But the ones in Eretz Israel who are learning near their homes, that's not so good because it, the obligations of the home are upon them. So it depends on it depends on this. And that's obviously, obviously each case is different, except we're going to see more about that. Rav Chista was praising, was talking to Rav Huna, and he was praising Rav Hamnuna. He says, the Adam Gadali, he's a great man. So this happens very often in Shah. So we find, so Rav Huna said to Rav Chista, when he comes, when he visits you, bring him to me. When he comes to you, bring him to me. He also, when he bought Rav Hamnuna, he thought he wasn't wearing a hat. Right? In those days, the ones who got married would wear a hat. That was the custom, right? 
some different communities have different customs. Today we put on a towel when we get married, right? People wear towels in general in Ashkenazim. There were people in Europe, different communities that they, uh, when they got married, they grew a beard. It all depends on the customs. So he saw that he wasn't wearing a hat. I'm like, my time in the prison, why aren't you wearing a hat? I'm like, I'm not married. I drew up and he turned away from me. He said, I'm married. He got disgusted because it wasn't married. I'm like, make sure you don't come to me anymore. I don't want to see your face again until you get married. Uh, Rafuna Tamei Rafuna went according to his reasoning, right? That's what Rafuna said. Rafuna said, bring him to me. Got upset that he wasn't wearing a hat, he wasn't married. And he said, he said, listen, you're 20 years old, you didn't marry me. You're always, you're always in Navera. Navera Sakadata, he's doing Averas. What is he, uh, he's being promiscuous over is If he doesn't have a way to, <clears throat> to release his desires, right? Uh, 20 years old and he's not married, He's always having your room. It's not healthy. Person should be married by the age of 20. It's like this. Until 20 years old, Karish Baruch says, well, when is he going to get married? Once he reached the age of 20, he didn't get married. Omer, says, let his bones be blown up. In other words, he's angry that he didn't get married there. He should have got married by the age of 20. The reason that I am better than my friends, presumably in learning, and my colleagues, then as soon as I got married at the young age of 16. So I didn't have any problem with with with, uh, with women, etc. I didn't have any problem with that, because I had a wife already at the age of yeah, having a sibling advice, and I got married at 14. Don't forget, the uh, the life expectancy in those days wasn't what it is today, right? So if I would have gotten married at 14, I mean, I would have said, listen, I would have told the Satan, I would have told the sudden, an arrow in your eye. In other words, I wouldn't have had any desire. Had I gotten married at a young age of 14, I would have never had any, it wouldn't have had to deal with any uh, with any sexual desires. I would have did this. I would have gotten married. It would have been even better. So he says, that's what he said. Look, I, I got married at 14. I was in good shape. While your hand is still on the neck of your son, while you still have control over him, so you had him get married. Uh, you should get marry him off from the age of 16 till 22. That's the lower limit and the upper limit. He says, while you still have control, after 22, you're not going to have any control over him. I mean, some say, the from 18 until 24. That's that's the age limit. So Rashi is over here. Uh, actually, it's, uh, it's we'll see, the, let's, let's finish the Gemara here. Teach a child according to his way. In other words, each, each child according to his maturity, etc., his level of learning according to what he's able to do. Here's talking about the learning from the age of 16 until 22. From, from 18 until 24. So Rashi says the preferable explanation, of course, based on this Machlokis Quran, is not at what age should you marry him off, right? He is one from the age of 16 till 22, from 18 till 24, but rather those are the ages in which you should teach him, scold him, and teach him the right way of life. Under the age of 16, he won't accept it, right? He's going to run around, he does, or he doesn't have the das to accept it. And after the age of 22 or 24, he's not going to listen to you anymore, right? He'll just, you know, kick his He's going to be independent. So teach him. So it could be referring to both marriage, but the preferable Chad Rashi says, uh, Zaiker is that from the age of 16, 22, or from the age of 18, 24, that's when you should have an influence on your son and teach him the right way. I'll pick him here tomorrow, Mitzvah. Have a good day.